0: back to the Park Life podcast. Today uh today's a more Greg centric episode. I'm excited oh. about this. He's also here. Say yeah. hi, Greg. <laughs> I would
1: hope in a quote Greg centric episode that Greg is here. Yes, I am here. Happy to be back.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Yes, I've been a busy boy yes, and you have. Um, doing some we did a staycation. I also want to catch us up on some stuff I did while you were um, you know, hiking yourself around Europe, basically. Yep. I did some, fu- some fun stuff I want to catch us up on. But I feel like there's a, a small wrapped elephant in the room. I know we talked about it on our bonus episode, but I feel like you should share, if you don't mind, a little bit about what's going on in Beth's world. This and why wrapped she's, elephant. <laughs> why she's giving me basically a, a gun in her hand. So what's going on?
0: Um. So yesterday I was an idiot. I tried to sit on a step stool, and basically it folded underneath me. And I had my hand on the step stool, And so my index finger was like in it. And so oh. all of my weight crashed on the step stool and crushed my finger. So we were supposed to record yesterday, but that, I mean, literally I had just texted Greg. We were like, we're going to record it this time. I was like, great. I'm going to get started on my projects. I mean, not even like a minute later this happens and I had to go to the ER and they're like, yep, you broke it. They t- took an x-ray. I broke the like, kind of the tip of my finger and then they had to put in four stitches. I essentially just squished it really, really bad. Um, down to the bone. So, good times for that. And so now it's all wrapped up. And I'm kind of like, can we just make this a really long episode cuz after this I have to unwrap this and redress oh. it and I really don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's comfortable gosh. now and I know that's not going to be so fun cuz I'm, you know, yesterday was all numbed up, but today I'm just on Tylenol. So, oh,
1: well, you know it's Halloween season at mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. So, just think of your finger as a mummy and you're yes. unwrapping it to put it back in a new costume.
0: It's a mummy hand. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for uh, bringing that sunshine into my life today.
1: Hashtag mummy finger. So, um, <laughs> Speaking things... of
0: Halloween and fall at Disney.
1: Yeah. So um, we went to Magic Kingdom yesterday, a rare Saturday visit. I say rare because I don't normally go on a Saturday, but I'm actually not going to talk about my Magic Kingdom visit at all. I want to talk about a new... A new, a new something I learned doing Genie Plus last week in Magic okay. Kingdom. I want to talk about my backstage tour of the Millennium Falcon. So, so through work, I was able to go backstage at the attraction, at the Smuggler's Run attraction, and learned a crap ton of stuff. That's uh, an industry term, crap ton. And I um, want to like- share some stuff. And if you, let's say, are worried that a little bit of the magic will be ruined about how the attraction works then i'll you know as we start to talk about me you might want to fast forward a little bit earmuffs but we'll say earmuffs. there's some cool stuff and uh, i really don't think it'll take away at all because i still it's like a fun attraction but and i also want to talk about my stay at fort wilderness we were there two mm-hmm. nights all kinds of stuff um was going on and something i learned i actually learned is my fifth or sixth time staying at fort and i learned something brand new and it's blowing our mind
0: oh, okay. and i'm
1: excited to share okay um let's start with genie plus if yeah. we can So last week, my brother-in-law was in town, and we usually do, like, some of the higher caliber attractions in Magic Kingdom. So some of the mountains usually would do space, Big Thunder, and some of the more classics like Haunted Mansion and Pirates and stuff. And obviously, if you go on a Friday, those wait times are going to be long. So every now and then, we'll do Genie+. Plus. So I know I've mentioned in the past the concept of stacking where earlier in the day you choose later in the day attraction return times because you can't choose your time you're at the mercy of what's available Mm -hmm. but if you choose them for later in the day every two hours after your initial one at park open yeah you can you can book a new one as long as you're booking in the future which is fine that's not a rule breaking thing that's just that's how the system works it wasn't that busy of a park day i guess because it was a even though it was a friday in august um when I started at 7 a.m., um, up and th- up through like, I don't even know, like 10 or 11 a.m., all of the return times were 60 to 90 minutes from that time, which, by the way, is a good thing. That mm-hmm. means if you were in the park at Park Open, you'd be able to just like swing attraction to attraction for the most part and not really have to wait on too many lines, but we weren't in the park. I was trying to stack it for later in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had a, a thought and I was like, I'm going to test this theory out with today's Genie Plus planning. So... I um, was looking around and a 5 to 6 p.m. Splash Mountain popped up, and I wasn't really interested in doing Splash Mountain. Neither was my brother-in-law, but I was like, huh, 5 to 6 on a summer day in August in Florida often means rain. So Mm -hmm. Then I was like, if I book an attraction and it goes down for weather, I know that that uh, lightning Lane turns into a multiple-experience Lightning Lane that I can use on something I really want to go on. Right. So I chose that as one of my attractions. And obviously, there's there's a risk factor in here because if it remains open, then you got to go on it, or you yeah. you basically wasted that Lightning Lane. So as the uh, as the time drew near, it was like four o'clock, four o'clock or so, and I was just about getting ready to leave to go to Magic Kingdom. Um, the dark clouds were rolling in, and I was like, mm-hmm. keep going keep coming <laughs> and uh i start looking at the app and i noticed like dumbo is temporarily closed right I was like, okay that's an all outdoor attraction mm-hmm. and then i'm looking and like all the outdoor attractions start saying closed including splash mountain and it stayed so it wasn't closed the entire hour five to six but once okay. it became closed and i had an eligible lightning lane it became a multiple experience yeah, yeah lightning lane So I had booked um, Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain after I had, you know, uh, every two hours or so when I was able to book another one. Uh, So we rode Space, we rode Big Thunder Mountain, we redeemed our lightning lanes, and I was going to use my multiple experience one for, we were going to try to do Pirates or Haunted Mansion, but as soon as we checked in or, or scanned in to Big Thunder, you know, before you get on the ride, your last on the attractions where you have to scan twice after you scan the second one while we're in the basically the ride loading area, I find a pirate's lightning lane for now, like now at the time. Yeah. So I did that. So then we immediately went, we walked right over from big thunder to pirates. And then I redeemed my multiple experience lightning lane on haunted mansion. So we walked into the park at 5:40 is when we were walking into, to magic kingdom. We, for, uh, we ate at cosmic rays, did space, big thunder, uh people mover pirates haunted mansion and we were out of the park at 8 30. wow which is pretty good yeah. so that's we're like i mean just under the 30 yeah. hour mark and we did five attractions and ate a meal so i like it, to bring it that up because rain or it it was raining but by the time we got there it had settled yeah. down it was back to normal but you know they had a little bit of time to yeah. get back up and running. Um, so no, it wound up not raining. It was humid because right, all of the sure. moisture it, it was staying in the air. But um, I, I bring this up to say, you, sometimes you gotta get creative, and this was a risk taken, but reward received because yeah. it all worked out according to the to plan. I'm
0: according to the stroking
1: plan. my hairless cat as yes. I'm saying this. <laughs> um, so yeah, something to think about, something to attempt in yeah. your genie sometimes plus.
0: You well, you know. and it's like you just never know. Sometimes on a Friday night. Magic Kingdom's like that, though, I feel like. You just always think, oh, it's Magic Kingdom on a Friday night. It's not always that crazy on a Friday, sometimes even a Saturday night. It's not always insane. Yeah,
1: I mean, was right there, now.
0: Was the Halloween party Thursday?
1: That's the thing. So I was. Um, my next thought process here is don't forget now on certain days, yeah. the Halloween party happens. And that just started this Friday. So this was last week, this like Friday. the week before. Friday. So now um, it'll be a little more difficult to stack your attractions yeah. at Magic Kingdom on party days because the park closes at 6 so that's i mean you know well ahead of time which days it's open past six so just make you know plan accordingly or go to a different park that day and stack your lightning lanes if you're choosing to do genie plus right um on that day and um just for you yes and you may have seen a headline or two about the change happening in relation to park hopping and lightning lane but As is the case often, the headline was misleading to get you to click to read the article. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, for the everyday person, it's a no-change situation. Let's say my park pass reservation was for Hollywood Studios, and I wanted to go to Magic Kingdom at night. Right now, if that's the case, I can book lightning lanes for my Magic Kingdom, even though I haven't gone to my first park yet. But unfortunately, the app was showing return times for before 2 p.m., which Uh, you couldn't get into that park. So they just made it so that... It'll show nothing unless the return times are after two p.m. Okay. Which I mean, if you think about that, that's nice. It makes sense. Yes. However, the headlines make it look like they're continuing to restrict you. But was not, one but of those really.
0: your favorite web? Your favorite? Of news course story. it was. Yes. <laughs>
1: the clowns over at that website that shall not be named. But they they, they deliver news, news and they deliver that news today. So, <laughs> I um, love that you do that every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they deliver the news and they deliver it today. <laughs> So there's a little genie uh, plus, um, yeah. a
1: little, a little uh, genie Listen, plus thing I I'm all I about discovered. the genie
0: plus tidbits, Doug too. So yeah, you know, whenever so you something to check
1: out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I am dying to talk about my Millennium Falcon backstage yeah, because yeah. I am not a super Star Wars guy. I I truly don't like know much about stuff. Right, so I was a little nervous that I was going to not much. care or get lost.
0: But I don't know. Why I love you.
1: Right.
0: That may all i need to know
1: <laughs> who, <laughs> you go. who sings that aaron neville <laughs> that's what i thought um I like, oh, anytime anyone says
0: but i don't know much and i'm like oh here it comes i don't <laughs> know much it was like my um my mom and my stepdad's wedding song too so my brother and i are always like and whenever we hear it we're just like crack up oh my gosh it was like on their video you know like for their yeah. wedding <laughs> Cheesy.
1: Anyway. Anyway, the forward. Smugglers Run Millennium Falcon attraction one of two should have been three attractions we learned in my backstage tour that were supposed Ooh. to take place at Galaxy's Edge. Um, The third one, they said wow, gosh, I already forgot what it was. This is a great story. There's supposed to be a third attraction. I don't remember $5. What it was. That was amazing. Yeah. So anyway, um, Millennium Falcon, if you haven't been on the attraction, or if you haven't, it's been a while, just a quick little recap of, of what's going on. You're tasked with piloting or being an engineer or a gunner on the millennium falcon to help uh um oh gosh what's his name honda accord uh the Tanat, whatever the guy's name is everyone is yelling the name and i forgot but the guy that is in charge of collecting stuff and yes. um H- hondo Anak- anaka right, yes, something, Somebody? right. Something something that, okay like that. so um the honda accord guy is uh employing you to collect to collect stuff and then you get rewarded with coaxium that's like the thing yeah. everyone gets the one tube of coaxium and depending on how well you do you might get a second or whatever okay so you're you board the millennium falcon right you're in like the the hallways of the millennium falcon then eventually you step into the cockpit of the millennium falcon so i think we all know at this point that what's in front of us is a projection screen right and there are multiple projectors yes that are projecting onto the screen so um that's what the guest sees we got to go on the on the ground floor of the attraction mm-hmm. to see that when you walk into what is essentially just a pod, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, if you had to guess what you think you might be in in Star Tours, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but the pod that you're in is literally just the cockpit. Like, it looks so small from the outside. You're like, five people fit in that thing, but they just, like, yeah. everything is, looks normal, but the second, like, the exterior starts, it's, like, thin, right? So, like, it's jam-packed in there. Mm-hmm. So, and underneath it, there's these big... Um, Gosh, I don't know industry terms here, but they were not hydraulics. Like, I think they were all air powered. But obviously, like these big, uh, like, like pipe-looking things that, yeah, that that make it so that your range of motion is really wide, right? So right. it's like lifting and, and raising you, raising and lowering you to to simulate the flight. So um, when you're in that pod, you're probably about ten feet off the ground, okay. and you're also on a moving platform. So this is where we were like, get out of here. So the attraction the pod is on a round platform that rotates and the best way i can describe it since you couldn't see it is think of carousel of progress where there are four different shows and i know the audience moves but like the idea that you are moving like scene to scene to scene right right so while you are in loading the show there's another room that's unloading and there are other two or three other rooms or whatever that are watching it later on in the attraction scene right so when you board your millennium falcon cockpit pod Mm -hmm. you're in like you know let's just say step one of the process and then after you quote take off and you can kind of feel yourself move a little bit you shift over to let's say section two and then now section one those people are are loading, you know what I mean? So and and repeat. So as you're doing the show, you're actually moving station to station on this rotating carousel. But you can't even
0: tell from the screen you're looking at. Is Correct. The screen because with you,
1: the screen moves with you. Oh, so terrible. you're basically in like a cone shaped screen that's like opening out toward and then behind the cockpit, so to speak. Okay. So and then underneath you're moving underneath your vehicle, if you will, or the pod that you're in that's being you know lifted in and and uh, lowered and raised to make yeah. it simulate. Um, there are projectors shooting out on the screen and they can actually do it where if one of the projectors misfires or turns off, the others can compensate and widen out and you lose a little bit of clarity. And like, but a guest, I'm going to say the everyday guest probably yeah, wouldn't know. even notice. So are you, and,
0: you're basically like in a circle, like you're moving in a circle and how many pods are there?
1: here's the thing there are seven pods on that turntable and there are four turntables What? a total of 28 Why is pods. The
0: line so long
1: and in Why addition is to the those, line so long <laughs> in addition to the four turntables with the seven pods on each of them don't forget each pod only holds six people right right um, how
0: many people is that on each there's four turntables right
1: there are so seven pods each and then four turntables so everyone out there can do some number crunching but okay so let's do that real quick so if there are seven times four so that's 28 and there's six right. in each so that's 168 people at any like in any like one on cycle. a moving
0: cycle basically yes
1: and then obviously i don't know i they didn't we nuts. didn't get a, a no guest idea. count uh per, per hour i think so where did. are you
0: standing watching this
1: Backstage, so um, in an so, area that is not see, reachable. But you can actually wait. Hold on, waiting, thing. waiting okay. to hear all this. Like okay. it's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, in addition to the four turntables with the seven pods, there are two separate guest with disability pods that operate oh, differently. No. They're a smidge wider on the inside, as you might imagine, to allow for more comfort and you know, yeah. getting in and out of uh, mobility aids of what of whatever kind. So you know, yeah. wheelchairs, scooters, and whatnot. But the um the Guest with disability pod is different because it loads it's not on a turntable because it's alone they have two one on the alpha side and one on the i forgot they named them things yeah. the four platforms alpha bravo charlie and delta right yes. so what two of the four of the of the turntable areas have a guest with disability pod but this one once you're on it it moves forward on a track to get closer to the screen um, which was awesome and we got to watch it but before i get yeah. to that i have to tell you more about this big okay. giant piece of machinery so Seven pods are resting on a big rotating platform um, and all kinds of things, like literally all kinds of things are happening that you have no idea when you're in the ride. So um, I told you that the project, the projection screen in front of you is kind of think of like a, a cone, right? So it's, it's, you know, the smallest parts in front of you and then opens out towards you and it extends past you. Right At the end of the projection screen, again, out of guest view are a bunch of like uh, little things that stick out. At the end of it and they all have qr codes on it and basically anything that's facing outward has a qr code i'm going to make up a number every six inches it seems like or more or fewer um so that at any point the qr scanners on the on the side that doesn't move can read the qr codes to make sure the ride is where it needs to be like to the millisecond like it knows where it is they're just the little scanners are constantly firing yeah and that's the second story. So if you think of like the pod as like the – or the second story and the carousel that you're staying on is like the ground floor. We went into the basement and got to go underneath the carousel to see the big wheels that are turning that are actually the things that yeah, are moving. moving and it. they're they're conical wheels. And I thought they said comical because I was waiting for a joke. But they're conical as in cone-shaped. Um, the way that he described it – I forgot what he used – as an example, but basically, um, it goes in a circle, obviously they're going in a circle, but they're kind of like angled so that when they are going in a circle, like it's smooth the entire time. Yeah. So along that track, every like, I don't know, quarter of an inch, there's a QR code literally around the entire Mm -hmm. thing. And then that's the part that rotates. And then above where it's rotating, there's, you know, a bunch of, you can see the red flashes reading those scanners to make sure that. Not only on the the main floor, if you will, with the carousel, everything is in place. But below, the carousel part is working properly, mm-hmm. and it just knows where it is every single. Do they step kind of have to like
0: keep keep those areas like keep the QR c- codes clean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was like, you would think that they would have to really dust them and make sure they're clean to so that. Yeah, and it's not obviously,
1: um, the ride was not in motion while we were in the basement, so to speak. And we do this thing where we all have to turn in our IDs um into a lockbox thing and they can't put the ride back on until everyone has removed their id so like it's this crazy thing where we put our id in this thing and then we have to put a lock on the box okay and then they can't reopen the attraction until all the locks are off the box and we all get our ids back to make sure no one was left behind and that we don't oh i think oh, everyone's I'm here kidding. let's fire up the ride squish right so um okay. it just was a process i'm sure the people who work there like do this all the time was this i've never experienced Park it. open? this was at five thirty in the morning in the morning. Okay. Oh yeah, man. I it remember was seeing
0: that and like, what are you doing there? So, early?" yeah. What yes. Is
1: I posted, I did. That's right. So many people were like, what the heck? I'm like, yeah, I yeah. posted a millennium Falcon. Like I, we were allowed to take pictures when we were on stage. Yeah. So, you know, the timestamp was five yeah. a.m. And everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? So, yeah. Um, cause I was okay, so... like
0: three hours ago. What?
1: Yeah. What is happening? So we're underneath and there's really specific, um, areas we can stand in, as you might imagine. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're underneath and we're like, we're all like marveling at this thing, right? So they show us um, just a couple of like neat things here and there. And all of the bolts for the attraction are obviously like machine put in, right? Like people aren't going out there with a wrench Mm -hmm. and like cranking these things, right? Like there's some real stuff, but they put what is essentially like a foam paint, like think of like an acrylic paint, I guess. I don't really know much about paints, but um, they, they coat the like the the screw and the bolt so that if it were to move you would see that line break and anytime they do any repairs they just put a new color over it so they can visually inspect to see if any of the bolts are loose because you'd be able to tell like it would yeah. break yeah so um which is really cool so they're obviously constantly inspecting to make sure things aren't getting loose i mean i would like to think you all are imagining that they're being safe right right but i mean we got to see a, a component of that safety and it was just small stuff like that it's like wow so many things are happening on this one single attraction. Okay, so we, you know, he's explaining how the ride works, and it's just blowing our mind that as we're loading on this turntable, another the party next to us, who we don't even know is there, is unloading, and there are five other sections that are in, you know, whatever uh, portion of the of the show that we're yeah. on. And that that was mind blowing enough. So um, we got to see from the floor in the basement what it looks like for a pod to be in action. so we were able to go into the guest with disability pod okay. because there's no rotating platform so it's a lot safer to be in. We still had to stay in like the restricted standing area. So we're all in there it gets it gets dark and um, we see like the cabin lights flashing and stuff and it, it, they were testing it for the day so a cast member is in there having they still have to put the seatbelts on you know because the, mm-hmm. the ride won't move unless the seatbelts are all right are all engaged and then the the pod moves forward. And the cast member leading the tour was like, it's going to get loud and shake a little bit because there's no one driving the Millennium Falcon. So the pilot is no – there's crashing, no pilot. Basically. So it's just going to keep crashing. So <laughs> while we first entered the building, he was like, yeah, you know, people in this break room, they're just used to the wall shaking. I'm like, oh, cool. And then um, we watched this thing move, and when it shakes, it's like <laughs> – the whole thing is like going crazy we're like are we okay we're like what the hell so like I mean the ground is shit like my sternum was vibrating right like it is loud Wow. and you would have no when you're in there you Mm -hmm. literally have no idea that that's because you're in the thing shaking but the the machinery is firing right like and they're hitting like they're hitting the the things hard so like it's simulating crashing and it is loud loud and super vibrating Um, vibrating So we got to talking about what happens during an evacuation. So we had a choice for our ride. So we got to ride the ride, obviously. Mm -hmm. right? So we chose from one of three options. We could do the regular ride. We could do Chewy mode. So confirmed Chewy mode exists. Or we can do a ride stop so we can see what happens if the ride stops. And we also found out that if the loading and unloading process needs additional time, let's say. Or for the guest disability pod, um, if the party behind them needs a little more time to get set up or whatever, they get an asteroid scene that just lengthens the, the show yeah, so get that whatever needs to happen. Yeah, which that's what we thought we were going to get when we said, let's do the show stop. Yeah. So we get in the attraction and like we take off and then boom, it stops. And I, I recorded it, so here's a little bit. Of what happens and how they storyline the attraction when it stops. Okay. You? <laughs> for what? she says, for what? I am always honest. Friends, this is what we in the business world call a major malfunction. So that's just a piece of it. We stopped at huh. let's say station one, right? I told you All you right. load and then you move like station to station. So we had like four minutes or whatever the length of the attraction is of just the different characters talking like interacting with each other (laughs) talking about how the you know it it wasn't safe to fly or something Mm -hmm. and then other like um some of the other more ancillary characters like pop up on the screens and they start talking to the honda accord guy whatever his name is (laughs) and um so it was cool. Like I wasn't expecting no. it, but we didn't get to do that. And then before we know it, the door behind is open. And we're like, That's it? That we just it was literally just Wait, a showstop. Chewy but...
0: mode. I don't know about Chewy mode.
1: So Chewy mode, really the only difference is that it's Chewy talking to you the entire time in his oh. Wookiee voice. So not that that's not cool. It's, it's just, no, just it just has no to idea be activated. What's going on. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know. So um, that got us to talking about what happens in the in the event of an evacuation, because obviously if there's a show stop mode, you know okay. right. So Obviously, if, you, if you're if you loading or unloading, you're already at the door. But if you're in the other five stations, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned you're about 10-ish feet off the ground. So what happens? They can't manually turn the carousel to get you to the loading area. So they do have a set of stairs on wheels that we saw. is tucked away in the corner, but they can wheel it up to the door so that your cockpit door slides open. You, they, it could either be electronic or they have a way of, like, removing okay. a, pa- a panel and, uh, and manually opening it. Um, and that would be like
0: if they lost power and like everybody was stuck
1: yeah there was a reason why they had to evacuate
0: there's a fire like do they have time if there's
1: a fire absolutely that's something um, that's something they could do and they have a code word for that obviously they don't scream the word fire they have a a numerical (laughs) code for that but so um that's that's one option mm-hmm. is um the stairs are brought over and you know no nothing special there the cast members who are trained to do this will wheel the, the stairs over make sure everyone gets you know safely mm-hmm. off one by one you'll wind up walking backstage a little bit but it is what it is but what if you are with a guest in your cockpit who had a mobility aid or even was in a yeah or yeah, or um, even if they weren't in a scooter, but they just have like you know they were on like uh, crutches or something, or they just they they're not comfortable taking the stairs. Yeah, because there there isn't there are stairs in the attraction queue, but you can't take an elevator to ride the attraction. So, this is where it gets a little more interesting. Mm. In the event that there's a guest who needs assistance, um, and needs to be lifted out, mm-hmm. the only way it can happen is if Reedy Creek is called in so reedy creek gets called in and as you know they're not just standing there waiting they need to come down right they need to head on over to hollywood studios backstage so um, they get called in they have to assemble scaffolding which is in pieces whoops which is in pieces against the wall so it takes them 20 minutes plus to assemble the scaffolding, and they have to like firemen carry the the Guests, guest or guests who need the assistance down and out That they're... is
0: terrifying. If like if you are in that position, like I don't know if I would ride that ride. Being like, <laughs> if there's a fire, I'm dead.
1: Like, well, I mean that's what that the case at a lot of attractions, not just at Disney. That's like I know because I'm saying there.
0: like, what? Yeah.
1: So when I posted that video to our Instagram story, someone responded and said, Oh, I've actually seen that, and it took like 45 minutes for us. And I was like, Wait a second. What? Did you have a guest? So shout out to Matt. And Matt, Matt said something about a guest in there had, a, I think, a bad leg or something. So mm-hmm. sure enough, Reedy Creek was called in and the scaffolding was built. And the, uh, the cast member who was hosting this tour said it could be 45 minutes yeah. before that pod is emptied. And they can't – they have to do everyone all at once, basically. So right. everyone else in there is waiting until – they're not going to open the door until it's safe for everyone to get out. Right. So – it is what it is, but it's a long
0: time. Man, that is so interesting. That's a
1: long time. Because you're also um, like,
0: how like how is that an approved like That's it thing? That you is, know what I mean? I guess
1: there's yeah, like that was the most efficient way. I guess so. It's like you I, I don't would know. be able to
0: like open a restaurant if that was like a
1: Yeah, like a, what's the fire marshal rule on that? I don't right. I don't know. That's
0: where I'm like, what is the fire marshal rule on that? That yeah. just doesn't seem you know, because I'm like if there's a fire
1: I mean, what if there's a fire in rock and roller coaster and you're upside down right. in a loop, right? Like you gotta wait for that vehicle to stop, you gotta all kinds of things. So Yeah, interesting. Um hmm. the more so, you know, the more you're terrified. The more you know. Um just a couple of small facts about, about one more about the attraction and then and then two small nuggets about Galaxy's Edge. So what um one more thing I learned about this attraction, specifically Smuggler's Run, is that there are nine hidden porg nests. Throughout Yeah, I posted a photo nests. of two of them. Some are in the queue, some are in the attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, don't forget, like I mentioned, there are four turntables, which means you're not always in the same um, cockpit loading area. Mm-hmm. So, although they will look the same, they count as, as different, but there yeah. are nine hidden pork nests. So, mm-hmm. if you want a scavenger hunt of sorts around the attraction try to find all nine yeah. unique um hidden porg nests in the attraction wait, okay so,
0: wait, so hold on so maybe i missed this but the, yeah like the cock not the cockpit itself the area where you wait to go line up for the cockpit
1: how oh, many... actually that might be that might be central now that i think about it there are multiple hallways yeah so how many are that. those oh i don't know i thought that there was two
0: Okay. I think that Maybe I think great.
1: that there might be that There's... part to be honest there was so much information being hurled yeah. our way that like only I'm I can only absorb like put, so much.
0: put in my head together like how they're filtering people and like how this is all. Yes. Okay.
1: Maybe. So, um one thing or two things about the land itself and I posted photos of these things, but you know, for those of you that don't follow us on Instagram or to, to elaborate a little bit, as your um, if you're in Galaxy's Edge and let's say you came from like the Toy Story Land area, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can go to the right to head towards, like, the, the ship where uh, Kylo Ren comes down, that mm-hmm. little area. Or if you go left, you start heading towards the area where, like, Chewbacca and the stormtroopers are sometimes—or yes. Rey is up on, like, the scaffolding. Um, as you turn to go toward Millennium—yeah, uh, Millennium Falcon, um, you see, like, these two pipes that are just sticking up out of the ground. They look like Star Warsy stuff, stuff, right? like they're rusted mm-hmm. and whatnot, but they come from— two different things one uh, pipe is from catastrophe canyon formerly of the backlot tour yeah. at hollywood studios slash mgm studios and the other one is now a non-functioning i'm calling it a pipe but i don't know how else it could be something else but it looks like a pipe a non-functioning pipe from the cali river rapid attraction at animal kingdom which is unrelated to hollywood studios Why but they just repurposed. it. out they um well they, they moved them there. So they didn't they didn't okay. start there. They they put them there, they repurposed materials and made it look gotcha. like just like weird looking Batu planet things yeah. that might be there that are left over, like I don't even know what. Yeah. yeah. So two little nods to two other attractions mm-hmm. and in the marketplace there in Galaxy's Edge, um there is uh, one of those, I, we call it a bike, again, not a Star Wars guy really here, but those like cruisers of some kind, like a single person, yeah. you know, no wheels, right? yes um It had some letters on it in Arabesh, which is the Star Wars language or one of the Star Wars languages or whatever. Um, translated to English, it's the letters LMA, as in Lights, Motors, Action, mm-hmm. which is... Mm-hmm. Right where right. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is now, it used to be the That's Lights so. Motors Action Show, mm-hmm. which before that was even more of the Backlot Tour, where the Golden Girls House was before yeah. they callously ripped it down <laughs> to bring in a French attraction. Uh, the 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 year that they brought in um, attractions from other parts of the the world, but yeah. um and then the bike itself is made with pieces from the cars from that attraction, so it's a nice little nod to the past.
0: We love a good shout out good nod to the old attraction
1: there oh one more thing um we got to go to tower now anyone who's worked attractions at at disney knows exactly what i'm talking about and i'm sure they this exists elsewhere but they call it tower at disney but it's the room that is think of it as like the control center like the command center for the attraction and there were four sections because i mentioned there were four turntables right so the alpha bravo charlie and delta sections Mm -hmm. and there's just a ton of seven computer screens right because there are seven pods on each and as you might imagine You're being filmed, like you're being recorded, being monitored, video monitored while you're on the attraction, and you can see everything. So, I don't know what what sneaky business you're trying to do in the back seat as an engineer, but you're being watched. Right. And uh it just was really cool. And they're just like they are, they're dialed in, right? I mean, the attraction wasn't operating, but you could just tell like when yeah when that thing turns on, on, they're like that's it, and it's part of their rotation. So you could be like loading and unloading guests, or you could be in tower for a little bit, and then you just rotate throughout the day. that was a little dark in there, a little intimidating. I'm sure. Pressure.
0: Could you imagine the pressure? I right know. There? Don't miss anything. Do not miss anything.
1: Oh, gosh. What's okay. What else did I want to talk about today? What did I say? Oh, my hoop my time at HoopDee No,
0: I this is what I want to hear about was like how all this yes. came about.
1: So Oh my gosh. So much stuff happened at HoopD. Um we did some stuff that was new this time. We uh we rented a pargo. Now Um, You may hear it be referred to as a golf cart, which Mm -hmm. is the more layman term for it. (laughs) But we we do call it a Pargo at Disney, and um, it might be the coolest thing we've ever done. I even thought about pitching the idea of renaming our show to that Pargo Life podcast (laughs) because we were scooting around town at Fort Wilderness with the wind in our hair or Mm -hmm. what's left of it. And just it was the best. It was the easiest way to get around. It was so much fun. You don't even have to stop. I told one of my buddies.
0: In. I said, "Listen, if you want something fun to do with your kids while you're there, I said go rent a golf cart because you know most people." Here's
1: want. the thing, though. You do need a Fort Wilderness reservation, so you can't just like uh, okay. visit the resort. You can't okay. take the boat over from Magic Kingdom or gotcha. whatever. You, you do have to have a, a resort because That's a good tip. They sometimes run out, so they well, need. Well, but they, they were talking about
0: it. they were talking about places to stay too, and I was like, Fort Wilderness is a great place to stay. Um, I was like, something really cool to do is to rent a golf cart and drive around, especially for like Christmas decorations or Halloween decorations. I was trying to explain to him how insane it is at Christmas and Halloween. So yes, I was like, your kids would love that. But anyway, so I'm like, who doesn't want to do that kind of like drive around decorations? Like, you know, you do that in your neighborhoods and stuff like that, but at Disney it's insane.
1: Ooh, so cool. Yeah. So, um, and the thing about Fort for us is that we don't go to the parks. We like, we absorb, right? We were there for two nights, three days. So we rented a Pargo, I mentioned it was fun. I will tell you it's about $60 plus tax per night, which was killing me. Yeah. I was losing sleep at night thinking about how much money that cost. But, Can't put a price on the we, memories, Greg. Oh, It was so much fun. We even got Reba on there very briefly. Yes. Um, so one afternoon that we were there, Nicole and Reba were doing their typical walk around town where Reba exhausts herself. Mm-hmm. And Nicole discovered a Frozen 2 puzzle intact unopened on the ground with a note on it and she looks at the note and it's got a little sticker on it and and it's a sticker that says something like uh fort wilderness scavenger hunt courtesy of the such and such family right um and we're like what huh so while Nicole is like walking Reba, I'm back in the room doing something. I think I had to like actually do some work. I had to, even though it was off, I had to log into a meeting or something. So, um, Nicole hops on Facebook and realizes that there's a very active Fort Wilderness scavenger hunt group on Facebook with over three thousand members. Wow. Right. So okay. they are they are posting daily. And they – so it's anyone can join. It's a private group, so you have to answer a few Fort Wilderness questions mm-hmm. to prove that you're not, like, a weirdo, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but um, just guests on their own um, are leaving items around Fort Wilderness tucked away, like, in the nooks and crannies of nature. Yeah. And um, it's your job to, to find them. So a um, – uh, you know, someone – a member of the group will post to the Facebook group and say, I'm, I left this here mm-hmm. at this site. Or right. you might find this at a picnic table near this thing like they kind of do like a yeah. bit of a game right it's not always flat out where it One is of but... my
0: favorite um instagram accounts does it like um 30 af instagram account they okay. do it in like cities like they'll be like we're gonna oh, be in yeah. these cities and they put them somewhere and then when you find them you post it so i get, I get oh, what my you're gosh. I'm tracking so with cool you. yeah yeah
1: so um some items that we noticed that were posted were like the puzzles that i mentioned um uh, reusable oh, did she keep it well, yeah, she kept okay. it, and it was. A, and Frozen 2 was, like, one of our, like, yeah. we, we saw it, you know, um, when it came out, opening weekend. I don't know if you all remember, those of you that are new, but we won a Frozen 2 staycation when it yes. came out through Disney, where we got a two-night stay at the Yacht Club. Our movie was free. It was a whole big thing. So Frozen 2 is like, a big deal for us. Plus, it's, like, a top-five soundtrack in this mm-hmm. house. Reba loves it when it's thundering and lightning. <laughs> so some of the items that we noticed were posted on the Facebook group were the little Vinylmation figures, mm-hmm. figurines, whatever, um, Beanie Babies, reusable water bottles that people are crafting and decorate, or they're yeah. like actual store-bought Disney ones, um, puzzles like we mentioned, different Disney-themed board games that exist out there, um, other handmade crafts like, you know, like bracelets and yeah. like necklaces and like small things. And um, we even saw the Disney 50th anniversary reusable bags that, you know, people must have purchased. Or I mean, they'll this do kind of less. just littered with goodies. There's So much stuff. So some of the hiding places we noticed were like they'll put, they'll like slip something under a big rock and they'll take like a photo of the rock and you have to like figure out where that big boulder yeah. is. Or they'll leave them on top of a game in the arcade or under traffic cones. So they'll post yeah. a photo of like traffic cones. You have to figure out where they are and then lift up each of them and underneath will be like the thing.
0: That is so fun. It's so cool. I mean, so they add put it like... to the like add it to the coolness of staying at Fort Wilderness.
1: Yeah, right. Um, in, in bushes, in the holes in trees. You know, like, trees wind yeah. up getting, like, w- like, warped and stuff. So, like, they're putting, like, the crevices of the trees and whatnot under picnic tables. Some of the, like, the gift shop, uh, one of the gift shops has, like, this house phone box. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they put it, like, in the shelf in there. Um, there are some guidelines. Um, okay. When an item is found, um, you're supposed to comment on that post to say okay. it was found so that more people aren't continuing to attempt to look for it. And um, you are supposed to wrap items to protect against moisture or bugs or whatever the elements. did
0: she get in the group and like post that she found things?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. She posted. She posted a photo of Reba and and the puzzle. We both joined the group so that you know. Is that going to be a new thing then
0: for you guys when you go? Like to take it. We're going
1: to bring stuff to hide. Yeah, that'll be fun. So um, you can't hide alcohol or explosive. They specifically said no fireworks. No fireworks. Um, No food. No political items. You know, the point of it is to be fun, right? It's for kids. And sad they specifically say is this is for kids and things.
0: adults. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's the sad part. And it specifically says this is for kids and adults. they so we like, were like, no yes,
0: drugs.
1: Yes. Please, please right. don't hide your pipe. Okay. So um, some other cool things in this group, like someone posted um, a photo of their daughter and like the happy birthday, like lawn sign, right? Mm-hmm. Like the yard sign that you probably see in neighborhoods around, right? Yeah. Um, And the caption was headed to rock and roller coaster for her first ride to celebrate turning seven today. Show Maddie some love at site 401 chalk is out. So we drove by and sure enough at site 401, the little box of chalk, you know, like a bucket of chalk. Yeah. And people were writing messages of encouragement, like hope you enjoy rock and roller coaster. Happy birthday. That's my favorite ride. Like you're going to love it. Like all these cool things. So
0: was there was uh, it like a chalkboard was set out?
1: Oh, no. So this is at a campsite. So it's the driveway essentially. Right. Like where you would park the camper. So, like, where a vehicle would be, it, you know, everyone kind of has a the driveway put a space. box of
0: chalk out for people to do messages. Yeah. It's so cool. And people so many creative. other people would do that. People yeah,
1: they would be like, um, you know, our favorite character is so-and-so. If there's an artist around, and then they will go there. And they would, like, people were drawing. Someone drew the partner statue wow. in chalk. Like, just, yeah. you know, if – I knew that the Fort Wilderness community was a strong community, but this was the elevated yeah. version of it. That we just didn't know existed. We didn't even know. Um, It was so cool. So we're- we've You feel like been, you're part of the
0: community now? You're in the know. Well,
1: I feel like we, we know it exists, mm-hmm. and now we're going to work toward yeah. really belonging. It's you know what I mean? Because
0: have there a lot. I mean, you guys have stayed this there a good day. This was the
1: fifth or sixth time, and we have yeah. an day coming up in October, which was planned a while ago. It's your home. And then home. just today, I booked 4th of July for next year. There you go. That's- man that pargo parade i can't wait yeah guy listen i wear nuts i'm not joking when i say i really was thinking about calling this that pargo life podcast because like okay we got to decorate the pargo we got to get the streamers we got to get the lights people attach um like uh uh, pool floats right like on top of it because it's a really easy thing it's light doesn't we you know yeah i literally as soon as i got home i'm like googling disney you know pool floats to see what i could strap up onto the thing are you
0: allowed to bring your own golf cart if you have them you can
1: bring your own. Okay. I'm sure there's some regulations in terms of, s- s- well, maybe not speed because you can have size. a vehicle of, yeah, but I mean for the most part, people don't forget they have to tr- they have to um, transport it. So right. for the most part, every Pargo that you could tell was not a rented one, was a normal, you yeah. know, normal, normal size. Um, yeah. When we checked in to get our Pargo, um, they have to ask you, "Have you driven a Pargo before?" So I said, uh, I- "I'm a cast member and I actually have a Pargo at my location." So I'm like, I. trust us like we're good she's like oh cast member let me give you the good pargo so we um we get in and uh she's like it's not like super different from everyone else, but it's brand new um so we were telling ourselves it's faster than all the others i don't think that it was but (laughs) like you could tell it was new but it had usb charging ports on it which is like nuts like honestly it
0: it may have been faster in the in the sense of like they're battery powered a lot are they Mm -hmm. battery or gas
1: they're all batteries, Because okay, I was charge. like,
0: the battery power, like if a uh, you know older ones, their batteries just aren't giving out as much juice, yep. so they're not going to go as fast.
1: Yes, and I could you're be totally so... wrong
0: on that, but in my mind, that's what I've told myself.
1: Well, that's what I—that's what we told ourselves. Yeah. That's what I tell myself. So somebody listening uh, is probably like, "That's not how that works." Probably like that. not true, though. That's <laughs> the same thing. So, um, we—if I didn't mention it—we stayed in a cabin, and which was not our first time, mm-hmm. and um. There's an outlet right there in the driveway of the cabin for the pargo, right? Like they expect you to have a yeah. pargo. So every every cabin has an exterior outlet. I mean, it's super easy. You plug it in. No big deal. And um, someone had asked, a shout out to Rick, how close the cabins are to each other. And my response was, there's more space between the cabins than there is a between the houses house. in my neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then they're all different, right? The cabins are the same. I mean, I mean to say the lots are different. So some of it's nature. So some of them have bigger and smaller bushes and Were trees. Standing- so the one-
0: would you say that you could pee outside and no one could see you like from your, no, if the light you were can, off?
1: People can see if all lights were off, if you were in the back of the cabin, maybe not. Okay. But as an example, the one we were in between us and the people in the cabin next to us was like a large, like foliated tree. Is that okay. a word? Sure. Foliated? sure. It is now. I understand what you're saying. Um, whereas in the past, we've done it where there was literally nothing yeah. in between. It just depends on in where the there cold, are trees. Well, I mean, in the colder
0: nature. months, they're just not going to have as much leaves. Foliated, That's foliated. also part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you may have noticed a fun activity that we did, and um, before I tell you what it was, this is what we were able to hear for free. We've got the finest set of
0: entertainers on the circuit coming in to present a hand clapping, foot
1: stomping show called the Hooty Doo Review. Oh, oh, now, say, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay, so let me explain. Hopefully you all uh, remember Brax. Mm-hmm. Brax is a cast member that we had on our show. Believe it or not, that was December of 2021. Yeah. We're eight months ago now. And at the time he was in merchandise and he talked about his aspirations of being in entertainment. And he talked about you know, wanting to, to sing and dance, basically. And he was recently cast in the Frozen sing-along, and also Hoopty. So he sends me a message on Instagram a few days before um, we were going to be staying there. And I didn't really announce that. I didn't, like, tell people. Yeah. Um, I may have mentioned it here, but I don't think I gave dates. And he's um, like, hey, if, if you're going to be around, um, there's a, basically a rehearsal or, like, a, a dress rehearsal of Hoopty and I'm, and I'm going to be in it. And I was like, dude, we're staying there yeah. on that day. Like, what are the so, chances? Like, walk so, over
0: there if we wanted to.
1: Yeah, he sends me this flyer that was, you know, given to him. And I'm reading it, and, like, it's not Disney produced, right? Like, there's no typos or anything, yeah. but you could just tell by the language this was not written by a, by someone yeah. that was meant a to special be. special okay? Disney. So we're like, uh, it says doors, it was not open to the public. The The first showing at Wednesday night was not. But Thursday morning, it says this is open to the public, you know, to get in, go to the security guard, show me already, say you're there for a hoopty preview. Like there's no way that we're going to get into this because it's going to be crowded. Like a free hoopty show. So doors open at 830 and shows at 9. So we get in our pargo at 815. Okay, let's get over there. It takes like six minutes to get there in the pargo. We get out. We park. We go up to Pioneer Hall. Literally no one's there. There's not what we expected a line. Okay, we'll wait outside the line. It's not hot out. Literally not one other person there. So we're like, okay. So we sit down at one of the, the picnic tables and we start to see some people come over A woman sits um, in the table next to us, and she's, like, on her phone, and then this other, like, kid sits with her kid. He's probably, like, 25. I'm, like, okay. like, huh. They're kind of lingering, like, we are. And then, um, in addition to that woman and the 20-something, another, like, group of four come over. And they're lingering, too. I'm, like, okay. Maybe something is happening. Yeah. Now it's, like, 8.33, and nothing's going on. And they said doors open at Mm 8.30. I'm, like, what the heck, man? Then at, like, 8.40, a group of cast members come out from, like, the bathroom area. And then someone opens up the door and just, like, quietly opens up the rope. And isn't, like, you know, they're not, like, ringing the yeah, bell. they just, like, in. yeah. So he's just, like, all right, guy. Like, he just, the kind of motion, like, yeah. come on in. So we're, like, oh, this really is happening. I'm expecting to have to explain, like, who I know. why yeah. Nothing. Just we all walk in. Like, we all know so what so we're so doing. Who would
0: have known that they did um, this?
1: Yes. And there was no food, to be clear. Yeah, was this good. Was not, That's what I was wondering. Yeah. They weren't cooking up the fried yeah. chicken at, like at forty five in the morning. But, you know. Well, the thing is, like, they're probably not going to change because the kitchen probably isn't prepared yeah, to sure. do that, right? For sure. So um, we sit down. We get great seats. We ah, are – yeah. So like in the sat. very, very, very front, we were... there's the big, long table. Yes. So, and then right behind that are, like, three or four diamond – mm-hmm. diamond in the sense that they're turned. We were in that. So basically okay. second row. Yeah. Um, Great. Like, that's the closest I've ever sat, right? Um, And there was – I don't know. I was trying to count maybe 50 people. Yeah, it room. didn't like,
0: sound like there was a lot of people in there. No, so.
1: not, not allowed. Um, not allowed. Well, actually we were, I feel like it was still pretty loud, but they did the whole show. It wasn't like yeah. they did it and stopped. Like they acted as if this was the, the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, but because it was a small crowd and most of us and not all of us knew at least one person. Because That's how we found out about it. Mm-hmm. It was like you knew because someone was in it. Yeah. So uh, by the way, very weird and surreal knowing someone in the show, and it doesn't take away from it. But the whole time I'm like, yeah. like I talked to that dude. You're like, he's like singing, Boston. and he's, yeah, like that's Brax, man. Weird. And there was a couple of moments where I don't want to say they flubbed, but like they misspoke, and one of the characters accidentally called the other character by their real name, uh, not the character yeah. name. And this was someone who's been doing the show for 32 years. So she broke character for a bit like mm-hmm. it just reminded me of snl like you know sometimes yes. they, they break yeah so it just made it so much funnier that it yes. happened and like obviously we don't care we didn't pay right. to be there there's no way is it a problem but those small things happen and it made it just like such a fun time plus it was free i mean oh so, yeah I it was like minus so food
0: how long was the show i mean
1: it was basically the same length because you know you are eating for the most part while they're like they kind of do like some yeah. slower stuff but the time in between, while the servers would be laying down food, that was cut short. So, okay. it was still an hour and ten minutes or so. Yeah. Of a, of a show. Um, so good. You know, man, and I, we you, hadn't but, seen it. So well, you talked to we, um, you talked
0: to him afterwards, right?
1: Well, here, yeah. So, um, so we'll back up okay. a little bit. Not only did we talk to him, but you may remember the last two times we went nicole was chosen to be the can-can girl of course. and this time in the morning brax messaged nicole and she and he was like hope you're ready to do the can-can today <laughs> um because johnny ringo is the character that solicits the crowd or goes into the crowd to find the can-can girl and which is him that is the character that brax is, okay. is currently uh playing so um obviously that was gonna happen so it was sure she's three for three yep. for being the can-can girl yep. and then after the show um brax comes off stage and he comes over gives us a hug we, we get a photo with nicole and then behind me is the woman that was sitting at the picnic table next to me while we were waiting mm-hmm. for the show she's like you're not even gonna say hello to me first and we turn around and Brax like oh that's my mom and i was like oh my gosh oh. Like, so nice to meet you <laughs> um, because at one point nicole and brax worked together and nicole's yeah. like oh my gosh she used to work with brax he's mm-hmm. the best he was always singing backstage so it's so awesome to be able to see him singing and like for real now and and the guy that came up to that table um, at the picnic table outside was his, is his roommate, so um, I was like, oh, I, had I known, we could have like chatted this whole time, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we got to take a few pictures and and whatnot, and um, yeah, it just it just was so cool. Yes, yeah, so really my question
0: was, did he say like how often they do these, or if this was just well, that
1: important. previewy thing um, is because there were multiple new cast members, okay. so it was a mix of new and old, you know, to gel right to make sure everything's yeah. cool. Um, before they do it but there are some nights where the same acting group does all three shows Wow! there are no subs no swap outs you know it's it's okay. the hoopty trifecta and yeah. they call it the, the hoopty hangover the next day because yeah. you're exhausted you know, it's three 90 minute sets and you're on right that's yeah. a high energy show they're running around stage singing dancing and doing a small amount of improv in there so they're tired but yeah, it just so fun! It was a, I was like, you get
0: to do all the cool things all the time.
1: Yes, well, you know, I feel very fortunate there. Yeah, it's like um, cast
0: members don't get this experience.
1: <laughs> I just well, the thing is, like, uh, there were other people, the people in that in the room. Not all of them were cast members; they were family members. Yeah. they just yeah. you just had to know about it. Yeah. Um. So, just a couple of other things about our trip that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. We did get the P and J's takeout. That's their quick service. <laughs> Got the uh, Pioneer salad. Excellent. I was on vacation, so I got a side of macaroni and cheese. Pretty good. Standard macaroni and cheese. I got the, I got the, uh, chicken dinner cupcake trio, hard pass, absolute garbage. Uh. Um, oh yeah. You did not... show the
0: pictures of that.
1: It looks cool. Cause like, that it looks, looks like good. a little like fried chicken on top of a thing, which was a little donut hole, which was fine. But. The, like the, the cakes taste. were stale. Like it yeah. just, you could tell it was all presentation and, and no yeah. taste for me personally. So I would not get it again. Um, the second night I got the same salad. I really think it's it's a good salad. It's mixed greens, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, and chicken yeah, with a raspberry vinaigrette dressing. You love a good salad like, too, so so good. And then I got the s'mores cupcake. Also would not get again. It was a graham cracker cupcake with some type of like flame kissed marshmallowy meringue on top. It was not good. Sorry everybody. It did have a cute little chocolate square that had the fiftieth anniversary yeah, logo of like, Chicken Dale. That was, like that was cool. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Every other part of it was not good. Yeah. Um I will say on Friday morning I did my run around town there like I went for a run in the morning very dark very yeah, dark in the morning I would imagine um I had to run around with my uh, flashlight on for uh about half an hour and
0: like it. a raccoon could come out of nowhere and you're like
1: <laughs> oh it was me and nature man <laughs> yeah. I walked by I ran by an armadillo I didn't know it was an armadillo cuz I was already running by yeah. but, I mean even here at home I run by bunnies and squirrels yeah. and stuff but an, but an armadillo that's like, a little that? bit more armadillo. Like, <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh I had to I had to slow down when I ran by the deer because I didn't want it mm. to like I don't know I didn't want to upset it alarm it make, make Was it make choose one deer? between fight or flight say what it's just one deer that one okay. during my run just that one deer but in other parts of the trip you see deer mm-hmm. throughout throughout the um, resort um, we also did the campfire sing along yes which includes a live singer and guitar player who tells jokes introduces Chippendale with a Chippendale song. So obviously, I recorded it, and this is a little bit of what the Chip and Dale hype song sounded like.
0: Come on, Chip, come on, Dale. Folks, round of applause for the famous Chip and Dale. I think we need more clapping and screaming for Chip and Dale. Come on, folks! Put your hands together. It's Chip Woo! and Dale,
1: great sensational corporation. They are Chip and Dale, and it's not just like a song about Chip and Dale. Yeah. He sings other like real songs and whatnot. It looked like uh, that's a
0: big area, and there was a lot of people there. I had always lot wondered of people, if a lot of people actually went to that thing. So
1: yeah. A lot of people, and uh, we did the hokey pokey mm-hmm. with Chip and Dale, two adults, no kids. Me and Nicole, um, we just hopped. We hopped in the mix. We stood in the big circle. I posted a video of me putting my elbows in and my elbows out, mm-hmm. and, and turning, you know, turning around all all the steps of the hokey pokey. And honestly, it's a ton of fun. It's a great like end cap of the night. It happens at, right now. It's at eight o'clock. The time might change as the you yeah. know, seasons change, but um, obviously Chip and Dale are out there. They get right up in there for the hoop for the uh, hokey pokey, and it's a lot of fun. It's well, like true, uh, like kids get excited you yeah. can buy a s'mores kit if you want to roast your marshmallows you can bring your own but you can also buy a kit
0: my memories of a hokey pokey was always doing it at the skate park like whenever mm. you'd go to the skating rink not skate park the skating rink you know like in the 90s oh, like the
1: outdoor stuff
0: no like in like you know did you ever go to the indoor skating rink in the 90s
1: oh well no but like i have okay. seen. yeah i've never so went like to like one, but yeah. you grew
0: up doing that wherever you live listen yes you know what I'm talking about, because they would always do like games or something during the day, and yep. they would always do like little fun activities. And I felt like that's when we always did the hokey pokey because it was on skates.
1: <laughs> like, that's I don't, I don't like. I
0: don't remember doing it in school. I remember doing it at the skating rink. Anyway.
1: Oh my gosh, that's an add level of difficulty that would. I'm not coordinated <laughs> enough to do that. So. Those were the couple of things I wanted to catch us all up on. Things I've been doing, doing around town, and uh, just, hopefully I've given you. Had you had a really a, like
0: really amazing kind of vacation week. So yeah, well, oh, some of
1: that—that's thats over the course of two weeks. Well, but, I, should, no. I should say, but still, yeah, yeah, we did, we did some some, some things
0: in there. I mean, you just had to try to one up me after my Disneyland Paris. It's fine. It's whatever. That's it what is. it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our little nugget here today is the menu highlights for the Boardwalk Deli. I know you have talked about this before—the Boardwalk Deli opening over there. Um, you know, so this is like a closer to Epcot thing for you. And I'm just gonna list off some of these things that sound delicious. Uh, so breakfast uh, menu items there: everything bagel sandwich. This sounds right up my alley. Cage-free egg, sausage patty, and cheddar on an everything bagel, served with a choice of side, and that's coming at you for eight ninety-nine. I feel like that's probably a big sandwich too.
1: I would hope. Oh yeah, because I was like, that's the cool. picture makes it look. That nice. is a little
0: steep. Uh, the ciabatta breakfast sandwich is a plant-based eggs Florentine cheese tomato jam. It says cheese in uh, quotation marks, so it's it's a that's the plant-based food. option. I think um, tomato jam and arugula served with a choice of side, mm-hmm. and that is for seven dollars and forty-nine cents. The Mickey cinnamon roll is six dollars and seventy-nine cents. I'm assuming that's a big old whopping Mickey cinnamon roll.
1: Yeah. I feel like these items would wind up on our like budget.
0: Yeah. Budget friendly, um, but a meal.
1: Yeah. Budget friendly breakfast, especially. I think you actually chose the Mickey cinnamon roll or the large cinnamon roll at one of the other locations that have, over time in yes. one of the four parks.
0: I'm like, cause I know the Gaston's one is like, a, I love that one, but, yep. um, and then for lunch and dinner, these are a couple of sandwiches, uh, couple in a salad there's a salad option and a soup option here for you so warm pastrami reuben sauerkraut swiss and thousand island dressing on marble rye served with a choice of side for 12.99 they mm. also have a roasted chicken sandwich it's cheddar lettuce tomato and roasted garlic aioli on ciabatta served with a choice of side they have a lot a lot of these are they all come with sides the next one is a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato basil soup so it's provolone and cheddar on multi-grain served with tomato basil soup and that's for 9.99 so that's nice they also have a mixed berry salad. So it's a spring mix, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, seeds, almonds, and berry vinaigrette. This is what you had, right? The it's other
1: close to the Pioneer yeah. salad. Yeah, it's close to You're it. You're just
0: calling it the mixed berry salad. Uh, and that's for yes. $9.99. And then the last here, they have a veggie crunch muffaletta. It's cured in pickled root vegetables, cheese, the veggie cheese, if you will, um, and olive vegetable. I can never remember how to say that name. Tapenade. Tepanade?
1: I have no idea.
0: Vegetable tape. I'll go
1: with whatever you say. Focaccia
0: served with a twist of side. Focaccia. I know. I know that. I love saying (laughs) focaccia. Focaccia. Um, I probably botched that word, but I feel like it's tapping on. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I I don't do celebrity impressions, but I feel like when I say focaccia, I sound in my head like Michael Jackson.
0: Focaccia. It sounds like (laughs) what's her name from Drag Race. Um. Ugh. Didn't she?
1: The one who said factory? Yes, factory. Simone. Simone. Yes. yes,
0: Simone. That's what literally when you said it like that, I was like, this sounds like Simone doing her impression.
1: We have been changing the word factory to factory around factory. this house. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's at least one person who yeah. knows what the heck we're talking about. Focaccia. By um, the way, we finished All-Star 7, and I'm spoiled, and I don't want to watch a regular season ever oh again. God. But more on that later. Okay. More on that Continue. later. Continue.
0: Um, and that's it. That The Veggie Crunch Muffaletta is for $10.49. So there's some really mm-hmm. good options over here. I wish this was out before we did our budget-friendly thing, because I feel like we would have uh, for the um, resorts, because we totally would have some things off here. Well,
1: it's it's like a revolving door of things. We'll always have to revisit to see what's new. That is true. All right. Let's uh, go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with The Mouselet's uh, the mouse that's on tiktok instagram and their website for some unique uh disney merch and also some fun facts that they post all the time
0: they do if you want some real, right. real education on disney yes
1: can... oh yeah Over the mouse okay. all right okay. what do you got
0: um okay i'll go first i'm going back to 2006 this is when disney announced that meg gilbert crofton she was a disney 27 year old veteran was named the new president of walt disney world she was the fourth um executive to lead disney world since it opened in 71 and also the first female to ever hold the position that oh, well, was no. worth noting um she said that she first started working for disney world in 1977 as a marketing manager with vista united telecommunications mm-hmm. and she served until january of 2013 and that's when george I, I can't remember. How, I don't know if this is right. Is it Cal- Caligridis? Caligridis. Yeah. George Caligridis uh, took over for her in 2013. So that was a pretty long stint for her.
1: Yeah. And George was there until, uh, you know, for a while until now. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff is the dude now.
0: Lady Power. Just throwing that out Yes.
1: There. So. I'm going to take us back to 1986 for a resort that I've been talking a lot about. But it just so <laughs> happens that this week in 1986, Crockett's Tavern opened at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Mm-hmm. 1986 that's yeah 36 years at this yeah. little tavern it's a bar i right? grabbed that, it, i
0: grabbed that and was like wait i want i bet grab uh, greg i was like wait i bet greg probably has this as his yeah and sure enough <laughs> i clicked on it was like dang it
1: <laughs> yeah i was very on very on brand yeah from, my i was gonna say week.
0: oh well while we're on brand i'll do this for my history yes. thing and it was like i'm sure greg probably has it
1: gotcha yeah. yeah so 36 years in existence it's the little bar at the that's attached to trail's end so it's in the Pioneer Hall area, right? Right, you know, next to Hoopd. Next to that is P and J's, and then Trails End. They all share the same kitchen space, but that little bar tucked in the corner there—you can access it from the outside, so it's like a walk-up bar kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then you can sit on a rocking chair and enjoy and enjoy Yabia out on the yeah. uh, on the porch. And
0: in that cooler weather, I'd be there. That's where Ooh. I'd
1: be. That sounds lovely. I'd be there. All right, before we end this shindig with a quote. A friendly and gentle reminder, a kind and gentle reminder. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to like and subscribe. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. It is, more than anything else, just greatly appreciated. But it also does um, help us become more visible in the podcast community. Mm -hmm. I am happy to say our reviews went from an average of 4.9 up to a solid 5. Wow, look at us. Five-star podcast. Look at us go. So um, that was very nice to see. So uh, a big thank you to everyone who has, who has rated us something. <laughs> this is not an invitation to mess it up and go give us a one-star. Please be nice. But yeah. um, there, there is the option. Um, you can head over to our website, thatpoclabpodcast.com, if you want to submit a question under the Ask Beth and Greg, or um, you can submit a cast member magical moment or request a magic gram. All that's on our website. If you want to follow our Instagram account, it is at that park life podcast, or my personal account, which I'm trying to post more on, is at the Disney Greg.
0: And I am at the real Beth McDonald. And don't expect more content out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with what I got.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, if you'd like access to our bonus episode we do weekly, that's something that we uh, do through Patreon. You can support us there and get our close friends feature on Instagram where I usually post more non-Disney-related stuff. And we talk about non-Disney-related stuff often on on our bonus episodes. All right. A quote for you today from the one and only Mary Poppins. Just a little nougat for you to chew on this week. Quote, there's the whole world at your feet. Short simple, but hopefully offering a little bit of hope for you for this week. And with that. With that, we say goodbye, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Where we'll talk about we don't know. Just kidding.
1: Who knows? (laughs) It's a surprise. All right. Bye, everyone. See you guys next
0: week. Bye.